Yo, listen up, here's the story About a little guy that lives in a blue world And all day and all night and everything he sees is just blue Like him inside and outside Blue his house with a blue little window and a blue corvette And everything is blue for him and himself and everybody around Cause he ain't got nobody to listen to I'm blue, I've been beat, Candidates and constituents, and welcome to our special election week podcast. I'm your host, Scott Shedding, and with me is Huck Breeze. How are you feeling today, Huck? Oh man, I'm I'm feeling good. I'm feeling pumped. You know, I've I've uh, split time between NFL Network and the election coverage. I know it's still going on. We've had uh, election Tuesday, Wednesday, and now Thursday. Um, Maybe Friday? Probably Friday, uh, and it probably will go into <laughs> next week. But, uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm feeling good. This is an exciting time of year. It is very exciting. I think uh, you, you've definitely been stringing together some good weeks lately as I listened yep. to your earlier podcasts. It went very well. I liked the new segment, the good, bad, and the ugly. Yep, yep. Uh, you know, just I, I didn't enjoy being up, an but... ugly, but... <laughs> Well, but you know, I speak the truth, right? Or yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. It's just, what are you going to do? But yeah. this week we have a special pop election week podcast. So we're going to start off with a new segment we like to call "Who's Who." In the following trade, who's Bill Clinton and who's Monica Lewinsky? Go. Okay. Uh... Ben Roethlisberger, this was an early trade earlier in the year. Uh, it was Danny received Ben Roethlisberger and James Conner uh, from John for Stafford, Galladay, and Devin Singletary. Now, specifically, if you look at these teams, uh, you know, Stafford and Galladay both got dealt a couple times. I mean, this wasn't just the only time. Um, but... Danny still holds on to Rossberger and Connor. It's a big part of his team. I think that that's his strong running back too. Uh, you know, he's a borderline running back one, and Rossberger is you know his running back or his quarterback one, in my opinion. Um, and at, at this point in the season, and John really hasn't received much. He has that running back two in Singletary, and Galladay really hasn't played that much. Stafford, you know, is now on a new team. He's he's gotten not enough for him. So I really think in this situation, uh, Bill Clinton is Danny and Monica Lewinsky is uh, the Foop Slayer. Correct. Good right. call, Huck. Yeah. Next trade. Cause receives DK Metcalf, Whitehead, and LaVisca. Chase receives Christian Kirk, Poyer, and MG3. Who's who? Yeah, in this one, uh, I think there's one person that really sticks out, and it stuck out right when, when that trade happened, and that's DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf is a a man amongst boys when he's on the field. I mean, every week, uh, he's a guy that could go for two or three touchdowns. Him and uh, Russell Wilson obviously have a great connection, 
And uh, I just don't think that Chase got enough. We're talking about Christian Kirk, who is probably third or fourth in line for tar- for targets there in Arizona. Uh, Jordan Poyer, you know, a decent DB. And obviously MG3, who's now on my team, who I can't bet. I, I couldn't give him away. Uh, and, you know, Whitehead and LaVisca, they're both starting for somebody's team right now. I think Whitehead's still on, on cause team. It's just you see a blaring superstar there that's not only a superstar this year but probably a superstar for a decade to come in our league and uh he just got him cheap so in this situation i'm gonna say cause uh is the president of the united states and uh chase was the intern on his knees correct uh yeah dk metcalf in that trade is the biggest like i said just the huge standing point and Really, to, for Chase's point, like he had a couple young receivers, and at the time, Metcalf hadn't blown up as much as he has now, and he was kind of deciding on betting on the Cowboys' offense or the Seattle's offense, mm-hmm. and there was no way to tell that Dak was going to go down kind of thing. So CeeDee Lamb, which is the one he kind of chose to keep, ended up becoming almost useless. And so that, that was, I feel like, another part of that trade, essentially, that like, you know, what he chose to keep and not trade away. So yep. that was part of it. So – Last, but definitely not least, the pre-draft trade between Huck and Danny Walton. So, yeah, I received, at the time, there were no names attached to this trade. So it was just a one and eight for uh, a one and two. I moved up six spots uh, to get the number one overall pick, and I chose Mahomes. Now, at the time, there was a big piece of me that wanted – to get Kyler Murray. And I said, you know, that would probably be stupid. So I went ahead and took Mahomes. Um, McCaffrey was taken by him with the seventh pick. Uh, then it comes all the way around to the second round with it, with my second round pick, he takes Stafford. So it was McCaffrey and Stafford for Mahomes and my eighth round pick. Well, in the eighth round, um, I selected Kareem Hunt. So at the time people kind of scoffed at that, laughed at that, whatever. And he was the backup running back. Uh, Kareem Hunt, you know, is top 10 running back this year. So um, I think, and I know, you know, this is, uh, again, opinionated. And McCaffrey's been out the whole season, so it's not fair, you know, that uh, that Danny has to be given the BJs. But uh, I am Mr. Clinton, saxophone playing, uh, two-term, you know, president. And Danny uh, is the lowly intern that was trying to please me. What do you think? Three for three. Good job. And we want to remind everybody, we're not trying to say anybody got screwed here because as it was with Bill, Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky, everything was consensual. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, all these trades happen and they're all consensual. So Exactly. But I think, you know, the biggest part of it, you know, Christian McCaffrey getting hurt, you know, we never really, I feel like we don't really know what that trade could have been. I mean, obviously that sucks, but I don't think that's, it's it's almost something you have to excuse part out of it. But it, at the end of the day, it's it's no, it's less points. So, um, yeah. I mean, to, to be honest, we are just entering the second half of the season. There's a lot yeah. of football left to play. Yeah. There is a lot of football left to play, and that leads me right into our next segment. Before we get into our matchups, I just want to do a quick little segment for the top six teams in the league right now. Who is running for president, and who's 
just going to be Vice. Out of these top-tier teams in the gridiron right now, who do you think is a true presidential candidate? Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to go with – if there's top six, we're talking about uh, the top six. We're going to talk about Michael, Danny, me, uh, Neil, Max, and Brad. And if we're talking about the top six, I'm going to say Danny is for sure a presidential candidate. Um, he is no doubt about it from top to bottom. His team is, is you know, built really well. Um, and he's, he doesn't have, you know, that much depth. He has a ton of depth at, at uh, running back, but pretty much nowhere else. But his starting lineup is very, very good. And, uh, and, and you know, I, he's about to clinch probably in the next, it could be this week. Um, and uh, so I definitely find him to be a president, presidential candidate uh, myself. I think sex Raptor, uh, you know, I'm set up. I'm, I'm winning games without Eckler winning games, uh, you know, with, with hunt, not playing that well. Uh, I have, you know, weathered some injuries and stuff, but the better, points are yet to come i think for my team uh so i do think that i'll be up there um and at this point i'm gonna go with uh ulysses s grant i think that you know it's hard to uh stop somebody that's won six in a row or five in a row and i think he went to six this week but we'll get to that later um and i think he's a definite presidential candidate you know uh i i think that his team again it shows little weakness that i've talked about all year um you know maybe at the wide receiver three spot and uh, he has some running back injuries um but you know if you get miles sanders back and joe mixon uh you know mix in with todd Gurley and tony gibson you have four pretty good starting running backs and i'm sure before the trade deadline he can fill in that wide receiver three so it's not often you see somebody have uh from top to bottom uh on their offense projected over the 10 point mark so i do i do think he's a a definite presidential candidate the other three michael uh disco lemonade and dad playoff teams don't get me wrong great teams i think michael you know obviously we've talked about him for a long time great team uh he's just trending down and if we're talking about like a you know face football like a stock market uh he reached his peak in week six nobody wants to reach their peak in week six so uh yeah that's that's my that's my opinion on it i think it's a very fair assessment uh, i think each team you know it's really always for me starts with ends with the quarterbacks and some of those are usually uh, some of the ones we're talking about are definitely driven and uh ride with the uh, ride and die with them, but usually are winning. So like you said, I mean, it's hard to stop you. Let's grant on a winning streak. Um, you know, your quarterbacks can put up an amazing amount of points. Any, any given week, notorious has got a full team. I think Maestro is, he probably just needs, he's probably a trade or two away from uh, turning this team around. Uh, he's just, uh, like I said in the, in the Tuesday, he just doesn't, he's not into the upheaval. He's not into the big risk. He doesn't, He's also been on top for a while, so he's kind of like, you know, why risk anything if everything's going well? So I I get that. Adapt Um, or die. Adapt or die. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, the trade deadline's coming, so you got to see what you're, where you're really lacking, and try to and try to make a move there. Right. Um, I agree. Uh, I think Dad, he he can be. He's he's definitely a playoff team, and he he could be if he he's a trade or two away as well, and he's got he's got even more issues than Maestro as far as trading. But lately, I've been seeing, you know, I I saw him say, say the other day. 
trade up? And I was like, what? Yeah. What? Well, he's got to. You know, he sees he sees yeah. a chance. He sees a chance to yeah. to do well. Really? You know, we we've always given Brad shit year after year because he's mm-hmm. been terrible. I mean, we ranked him last in our uh, overall standings of the gridiron. You know, in its entirety. There he is. And he's killing it. So I mean, he's doing very well compared to those sta- to that. You know, uh, original uh, critique. So. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. But I think it was a very fair assessment of teams. I think, you know, like I said, everybody's uh, playoff teams in there at least. It's just a matter if you're going for president or for vice. So now on to the week nine presidential matchups. First, we have Dad versus Poopy Two. Pat Buchanan, go. Um. Okay, so... This is, I know I just talked about Brad, you know, being in it, uh, but Brad decided to go the cheap route on trying to find a second running back uh, this week, and he decided to try and get one for basically free, Um, and he's going with Garrett Gilbert uh, against Pittsburgh, and we saw the way that Cowboys quarterbacks played against, um, you know, the Eagles last week and Washington defense two weeks ago uh, made him look like, you know, freaking all-stars. I trust me. I was all in on Danucci. I, whenever they got to the red zone, I was super excited. Um, and they just rarely got there. It's just, it's probably the most pathetic offense in the NFL right now. And it's so sad because Zeke, you know, Cooper lamb, and and uh, yeah. and and everybody and they can't move the ball worth a damn. So uh, I think this is a disaster. I would not touch that with a ten foot pole. But he decided to run him out there. Um, again, uh, Jonathan Taylor plays Baltimore. Uh, I like Jonathan Taylor. I've liked him all season. He just hasn't performed the way we thought he was going to. I thought he was the most talented running back coming out of the draft this year. And in that situation, when I thought Indianapolis's O-line was going to be super dominant, they're not doing terrible, but they're just not opening those holes that we've seen for other Indianapolis running backs. Um, Baltimore is one of those teams where every time your, your player plays Baltimore, you'd like to have uh, somebody else to throw in there. And on top of that, Jonathan Taylor's ankle was bothering him last week. You know, you could see Naheem Hines uh, and and Wilkins show up and, and steal some carries from him. So it's just not a good matchup. On top of that, Rodgers is playing San Francisco tonight on the road. And we, we've talked all week about San Francisco and how uh, they're missing a lot on offense. But their defense is more or less mostly intact. They've played pretty good ball this year and pretty good uh, ball control. Uh, and that just doesn't spell well for a passing game or a shootout. So uh, I don't really like Brad's matchups on the other side. I don't really like cause matchups, but the difference is uh, I think the big difference is cause paid for Daniel Jones uh, in, and he, he will probably sell him after he's done with him, but he paid for Daniel Jones. He still has Lamar Jackson playing Indianapolis on the road. Not a good matchup. Uh, you know, most of his teams there on the road. Quiet, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is one of those guys where it's just like, is he going to show up this week? Is he going to get five points? Is he going to get 15 points? You just never know. Um, so it's not that I love causes matchups on, on that side. It's just Brad's team has a combination of bad matchups and just Gilbert. So I'm going with Poopy 2 this week. 
Correct. Dad is playing as George W. Bush. Uh, there's some fuzzy math in there. and It fooled me once. Shame on me, but you fooled me twice. Oh, and Brad's going to lose. <laughs> Versus Poopy 2, who is Harry S. Truman. He sat back for years behind FDR, but then he came in and dropped a bomb with the number one draft. This week, he's going to take it home with Lamar Jackson, Danny Dimes, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire, all running behind the machine that is DK Metcalf. Poopy 2 takes it with Dad. Ooh. Moving on. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to Ulysses S. Grant versus Poopa Slayer. Huck, go. Yeah, so obviously this is a work in progress for the Poopa Slayer. Um, he just made a move, you know, 30 minutes ago with, uh, with Jordan Reed. And, you know, with his luck, I wouldn't be surprised if he scores a touchdown tonight. Uh, but the rest of his team is still, ugh. Ezekiel Elliott, we just talked about the Cowboys uh, with Brad's team. Uh, against Pittsburgh, Ezekiel Elliott has not been the number one overall pick that, or number one pick for him that he thought he was going to be. Obviously, uh, you can see the balance. Uh, you know, in 26, 19, 14, 16, 23, Dak goes out, 8, 6, 7. Uh, it's just, without Dak, Zeke is nothing better than our RB2. Um, you know, he's playing Tim Patrick as a as a wide receiver three. Cole Beasley as his uh, wide receiver two. It's you know he doesn't have a good matchup with Tannehill against Chicago. Chicago's defense looking like Chicago's defense fold. Uh, on he still got a few buys to fill. You know he's trying to convince people to trade for a, a kicker on buy with a one kicker league. It's just not nobody's going to do that. And on the other end, uh, Max good matchups. I, I think that matchup on Sunday night is really going to be really fun to watch. Uh, you know Tom Brady against Drew Brees. Uh, going for touchdown records and and whatnot, uh, and then you know cousins to to Thielen. I saw you saw last week with Philip Rivers against Detroit. Uh, that it, that uh, defensive secondary for Detroit is exploitable. Uh, so uh, you could see cousins to Thielen. Uh, you know for a couple a couple times. Um, again, like all max matchups, uh, Gurley against Denver, uh, Gibson against the Giants. Uh, you. So I, I really think that uh, there's just no real comparison here. I think not only does it beat him, but he stomps him. I'm going to go ahead and lock Ulysses S. Grant on presidential week. Correct again. Ulysses S. Grant truly embodies the name of his team. He has, tro he has thro shown true grit by uh, doing the hard work and knowing each one one of his players in and out. He has a solid team up and down. Is why he'll be going for his sixth straight win versus Bill Clinton, who likes to do a lot of trades and smooth talk, but he'll end up being called in for questioning for starting Elliott versus Singletary and starting Singletary at all. So moving on <laughs> uh, to Rumham versus, no, excuse me, Camacho versus Eternal Touchdown. Yeah, so uh, this is actually an interesting one. Uh, this is why we love fantasy football, because these two teams are kind of down on their luck. Uh, but I, I think both of them have a shot here to win this game. Um, you know, no matter what we talk about Clay's team and how bad it is and how many mistakes he's made and, you know, how much bad luck he's run into this season, uh, he's fielding a team this week that I think think has better matchups on paper than Chase's. Uh, Tua is one of those guys that after that first week, maybe he had the jitters, 
but I'm pretty sure he's not going to be the QB one that we all thought maybe he could be. I know I threw a few trades out for him, and I'm really glad that uh, he didn't he didn't come come through with that. Uh, Luton is not my favorite pick, but hell, he has a rocket arm. I know that's uh, why why Clay traded for him. And Houston's D is is pretty uh, susceptible to to long bombs, so we'll we'll see how that works out. Uh, Michael Thomas may finally play this week, and he may finally get. Uh, you know, the, the package that I sent him four or five weeks ago. Uh, Julio, obviously, Lamb, probably not that great of a matchup. He's, you know, Jackson is, that's way too high for projection, 15.42. And Wilkins against Baltimore is a terrible matchup. However, on the other side, we're talking about Kyle Allen, Chase Daniel. Now, it, Stafford could still play. Uh, we don't 100% know. I think he has to pass some tests. But right now it is Chase Daniel going, and if Chase Daniel does go, I just don't have any confidence in Chase. Uh, Chase Daniel and Swift, uh, Kyle Allen to McLaurin is not a terrible matchup, but that's what his team is kind of like propped up on. Uh, that and Edmonds against Miami, we haven't seen uh, Kingsbury come out and give one running back the ball at all this season. I know Drake probably won't play this week. Uh, so it'd be int- it'll be interesting to see how he uses Edmonds, see if Edmonds really is that running back one that we thought he would be when Drake went out. Um, but yeah, no, I like Chase's or uh, Clay's defense better as well. Uh, you know, Winfield's played awesome. I know because I've offered him a million trades on that end um, throughout the season. Pierre Desir is an awful, awful corner and a, a really good fantasy corner, and so uh, so that you know, plays out for him. And I, I, I really just think Clay wins this one. And I know he's the underdog, but, uh, but uh, he's going to pull it out and they'll both be three and six. Right again, correct assessment on both of their teams being walking zombies as Camacho is the people's champ for he is Abraham Lincoln thought everything was going well, helped them win the war. We went to go see a show and got shot in the back of the head. That is the story of Camacho's season. Unfortunately for Eternal Touchdown, he's not doing much better because I think his wife is still picking up pieces of his brain as he is JFK. But he does win in this matchup. So good call for you. Three for three. Moving right. on. Rumham versus the Maestro. Oh, okay. Now we're getting to the Rumham. Uh, in this one, you know, I, I hate to say it, but uh, Nick Mullen's not going to have a good night tonight. I, 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 I like Nick Mullins. I remember he started that first game. And Brett Favre was like, oh, yeah, this guy went to Southern Miss, and he's, he, he's the real deal. And I picked him up and uh, started him. He threw three touchdowns. I think I sold him to Clay for Julio Jones like, like two weeks later. Uh, but but I, I have a special connection with Nick Mullins. He's just not that good, and I think that he's got a bunch of, I mean, literally the replacements. He, we're talking about uh, the movie The Replacements, and Mullins is the, the quarterback. Um, he's throwing to to just a, a bunch of scrubs. I don't know why they have him projected at twenty one point oh nine. Green Bay's secondary is much much better than their run defense, and San Francisco is a run first team. I think if they have a game plan, it's hand the ball off. Uh, so I don't understand the twenty one point oh nine. I think it's much much lower than that. Uh, Russell Wilson is going up into the cold of Buffalo. I think that. Obviously, Russell Wilson will have a, a good time 
there probably in the 20s, just maybe not 28. I think that's kind of a high projection for him. Uh, Aaron Jones, again, tonight, I mean, there's been news. They just keep pounding news. I've never seen so much news on one player really leading up to a Thursday night game. They're not going to play him at 100%. And if they are playing him at 100%, I don't know why they would hide that. Uh, you know, it's not like somebody they either prepare for a little bit Aaron Jones or a lot of Aaron Jones. I, I, that doesn't make a difference. You either prepare for Aaron Jones or you don't. So I really do think they're telling the truth when they're going to play him at like 10 to 12 snaps uh, or 10, 12 touches today, which bodes really badly, especially against a good San Francisco defense. So I don't think those are two of Michael's biggest stars and I don't think they perform what he wants. I don't understand why Michael hasn't gone and, and tried to get a some depth in replacing these guys, you know, just to have a, a third person there. He's been playing with like two or three different backups for for Seattle and two or three backups for Green Bay. Why not just have a third running back uh, that actually, you know, somebody like Antonio Gibson? I don't know. Oh, never mind. He he, he traded him away. Uh, on the other side, uh, Rumham. I, I don't like the matchup with Drew Brees, but I do think that's going to be a high-scoring game. It's going to be exciting, and he's got something to prove against Brady. Uh, it's going to be a fun game. So, you know, I do like Brees. Uh, going down the list, Hopkins against Miami, he should he should show up. Uh, I know he's been talking about playing Houston's D um, with Chenault and Robinson all week. I don't think they do bad. I just don't think it's going to be like a 20-point, Robinson game like he thinks it is it really honestly revolves around Luton is Luton we've never seen him before we have no idea what he's going to do if he's going to go out and bomb it uh you know they have the receivers to do that so we'll just see how it how he works with Robinson uh, I love Harris against the Jets on Monday night I think it's the best running back on Monday night if he's down by 20 points he could still uh come back and win this one overall uh up and down I like Trevor's team uh, much better this week, just based on matchups. So I'm going to go Rumham. Wrong. Rumham is sitting nice right now in the office, but he is tricky dick. He's Nixon. If he's not, not too careful, he'll trade his way right out of office. But the maestro is still holding strong, but he is William Harrison. If he's not careful and stays out in the cold, he will die of pneumonia. Moving on. To last man standing versus unicycle polar bear. Yeah. Okay. So again, I feel really bad for Scott. Uh, Scott's usually a late mover. I mean, I'm sure we'll see something on, on Sunday, maybe for, um, uh, for, you know, what's his butt up there in, in, in New York. Um, God, who, who am I thinking of here? Uh, Darnold, Darnold, ugh, squish fish. Oh, He'll dude, prob- it's the only, it's the only uh, quarterback that's really left to play this week. I mean, it, if you're the last dog to the bowl, you're not going to get the, the, the good quarterbacks. And so Darnold really is the only quarterback left to play this week. Now it'd be, it'd be interesting. I, I, I might change my pick if he does go get Darnold, but at the moment, uh, I think Scott may want to say fuck it and just keep the integrity of his team because what he'd be giving up, you know, to Max, I don't think he'd want Evans and Goblin. I just don't see – I don't even know if Max 
likes him as a trade partner unless he's getting Jacobs. I don't think Scott would want to just sacrifice Jacobs to uh, get a win this week or try to get a win this week. Um, so I don't even know if he makes a trade. Maybe he makes a trade for Taysom across the board to to Cameron. He's just in a really shitty spot. Um, and on the other end, Deshaun Watson against Jacksonville. Uh, you know, I think he throws four touchdowns. I mean, that's that was going to be my hot take, but I think he throws four touchdowns against Jacksonville. And um, I know our only win in the season thus far has been Jacksonville. I think our second win in the season is going to be Jacksonville. So, uh, <laughs> so I I really do like uh, you know Watson in that matchup. Uh, Cook is steaming hot right now. I wouldn't bet on him to. Uh, to stop that against Detroit. I think that he's a good for 20 points. Uh, Cameron has three solid receivers. That's what he has going for him. I know I call him an ugly team this week, but he has three solid receivers with three really, really good matchups this week. Um, and, uh, and also McKinnon tonight. You know, this is the worst team against the run in the NFL. And they've got Hasty and McKinnon. You know, they've been talking about Hasty leading the backfield. Hasty, Hasty, Hasty. I'm telling you, McKinnon's going to have a big night. And, and I really – I tried to trade for him earlier today. He shut me down with some uh, weird, uh, you know, excuse. I don't think it was McKinnon doing great tonight, but he is going to do great tonight. Uh, and on the other end, you know, it's sad. But if he had a Darnold, he'd have two quarterbacks on Monday night. That's kind of cool. Uh, I, just don't, I just don't think he, he can do it with – with what he's got right now. So I'm going to go with unicycle polar bears. Correct. Last man standing while he is honorable sticking to his team. He is Franklin Delano Roosevelt came into the game crippled, but he's in his last term. So he is also about to die for his season. Unfortunately, going up against unicycle polar bears who is still alive, but is Andrew Garfield and could be assassinated at any moment at three and five. <laughs> Moving on to Darth Scott. Versus Disco Lemonade. That you can go. <laughs> uh, it's nice. A little Saturday Night Live reference. I like that. Um, okay. So, Kyler Murray uh, against against Miami. Obviously, I like Kyler Murray every week to, to blow up. Could be 30 points. Um, and I know I shit on Drew Locke last week, and he threw three touchdowns. I'm going to shit on him again. I think Drew Locke is not a good quarterback from week to week. He's just not. Uh, so... I, I don't think he reached that mark. Um, you know, I've been looking at Kansas City all week. There's, it's not a good matchup with, with their defensive backs. They've been playing really good defense this year. And they, again, they slow the ball down. They don't uh, play in big, big shootouts. So uh, Hill might not reach the, the point that he wants. Uh, he's got to fill that wide receiver three spot. I don't know what he's going to do with it. Um, we'll see. But uh, but probably isn't going to be somebody that I'm that's going to really affect this matchup. Derrick Henry uh, against Chicago. Like I said before, Chicago's defense is quickly become one of those defense where if my guy faces them, I hope to God that I have a replacement, somebody to, to switch out. Uh, but you can't switch out Derrick Henry. I just don't really think he reached that 16.72. Um, on the other end, Herbert, you know, I railed you for trading Herbert for Matt Ryan, a name for a guy that's on a hot streak. So far, you're right. I'm wrong. Herbert's been pretty damn good. Uh, I think he scored 20-plus points in every start uh, except for one, Carolina, of 
course, in week three. Uh, and and he just he just puts up points. And I, I love him this week against Las Vegas. Uh, you got your quarterbacks facing each other. You know, the, the Chargers defense earlier this year, I thought that they'd be such shutdown defense uh, with their three corners and two safeties. Lost a safety, traded a corner, uh, have some injuries on the front end. So it's not that scary of a defense anymore. Uh, I like your your receivers this week. Claypool against Dallas. Claypool's one of those receivers where we're looking in the third, fourth round next year being like, ooh, you know, I really, really like Claypool. Uh, Cobb against Jacksonville. You know, I just said he was going to throw four touchdowns. Why not one to Cobb? Uh, I don't like your running backs, of course. Uh, you know, Le'Veon Bell, if, if you think you have a chance to do something in the playoffs or do anything at all, you're going to have to get some running backs. Uh, you're going to have to snag one here or there. But they may do enough for you to win this week. I'm going to go ahead and take you to win in a really close matchup over Disco Lemonade. Interesting, interesting. Uh, this is a very close one. I, I'm having trouble picking it myself because I want to win the pick uh, and, you know, i got to be truthful on my own here. And I, I feel like uh, a lot of my misses in Pick'em are my five losses there. So uh, it's a tough one because, you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm uh, William Howard Taft. You know, I'm, I'm doing well in office, but I don't think there's enough strong men in the league to pull me out of the bathtub. Oh. So uh, but I'm going up against Disco Lemonade, who's kind of a Jimmy Carter f- fellow that no one really expects to win ever. Is somehow five and three, and it's just it's it's infuriating, and you know it's a tough one. I'm gonna go with a gut call for myself as well, um, but you know, like I said, it, it's my season's about to die, and you know, everybody's season that's about to die has been a president that's been assassinated or is about to be. So yeah, uh, moving on though, on to Sex Raptor versus Notorious. All right, I'll I'll go ahead and start with this one. So, this is the first time all season I've felt outmatched, like really outmatched. And not just because of the projections, but his matchups are amazing, and my matchups are terrible. And on top of that, I've lost my second round pick. Uh, he's on IR. Um, he's not supposed to come back for another three or four weeks. I hope he makes it back for the playoffs. Uh, my other, my second running back's on by. Uh, my first receiver uh, is out with a strained foot. He's probably going to be held out through the bye uh, of next week. Uh, T. Higgins, my number two receiver or number three receiver, is on by as well. Uh, I have a crazy tight end conundrum here where I've went through like five or six tight ends. They are not terrible. Uh, I just keep running through them. Uh, Rivers plays Baltimore. Uh, P. Ryan against uh, New England, you know, Carolina's a, a good defense. I talked about that earlier. It's just not a good week. Danny caught me on a really, really bad week. I put together a lineup that I think will be competitive, and I think will come out there and, and give him a run for his money. But I'm going to be 100% honest, and I think Danny wins. I mean, he's playing Dallas. Dallas has been known as, like, one of the worst defenses in the league. Seattle's one of the worst pass defenses in the league. They both play each other on the same damn week. Uh, you know, he's got, uh, James Conner against Dallas as well. Uh, you know, he, I mean, he got a great defense. He's got a great team overall. Uh, so, uh, I'm going to go ahead and take Danny in this one. Correct. Well, sex Raptor is Ronald Reagan. Very well beloved. He must be uh, cautious of someone lurking in the shadows, trying to shoot him while you might not die. You will be wounded. Mm. Notorious. 
on the other hand, has been making all the right moves, very smooth, very elegant, lots of great uh, great pickups. So he is Obama. Ooh, I can't beat Obama. Nobody beats Obama, so. so yeah, yeah, so it, like you said, it's a lot. I mean, you're very fair assessment. It's just like a bad week. The matchups are crazy, uh, crazy good for Danny this week. And I think I, this is a good matchup to look forward to maybe in the playoffs. So, uh, yeah. I mean, but, you know if Adams gets shut down by San Francisco and, and Gould doesn't, uh, doesn't go off and make a ton of field goals. Maybe this turns around. I don't know. We'll see. But moving on to our week nine steaming hot takes go. So, yeah, I, I said it earlier. Uh, Deshaun Watson's going to throw four touchdowns and probably 400 yards. He's just going to go off. I think that's a really high-scoring game between Jacksonville and Houston. I think, uh, you know, we're going to see how Luton does. Uh, but I think either way, you know, there's going to be scoring. I think Houston's D's, you know, we just sent two guys, including Merciless, to the IR. Or not IR. I'm sorry, COVID. Uh, they both they both came in close contact. Uh, so we're going to have a, a – uh, scout team out there on defense and i just think that uh, there's going to be a lot of slinging around you know um i'm not saying luton does great but i will say that jacksville puts up points however they will um and in doing that uh deshaun watson's going to come out and have a day a day i like it i mm-hmm. like it i'm gonna go with one for tonight i think san francisco beats green bay and wow the woe keep coming in Wisconsin. Mm, okay. But do you have a week nine sleeper? I do. I do. Uh, let me bring up my list here. Uh, so we haven't uh, had, nobody's had this guy. I don't think this year. Uh, let me check, make sure. Uh, actually, Poopy 2. Poopy 2 had him. Uh, Poopy 2 drafted him in the okay. 19th round. Uh, Curtis Samuel. Uh, is a guy that we saw break out last week. Um, he is unowned. He has been unowned for weeks. He got two touchdowns. Uh, they're really trying to focus on him in the offense. Sometimes they line him up at running back. Um, this is like a Cordell Patterson situation, except he actually like does shit and scores touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, this... I know their defense has played well, but if Kansas City comes out and pops a few touchdowns off, which they very well could, uh, Curtis Samuel could be involved in the pass game. They could try to open up and loosen up that offense with a little end-around shit. So I like Curtis Samuel as if you're in need of a wide receiver three, Disco Eliminator, whoever out there. Interesting. I also have a uh, wide receiver for mention. I was going to bring up Nelson Aguilar. I think he got a little shunned last week just because they had extremely bad weather conditions at Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Uh, but coming back this weekend, sunny, sunny L.A. versus Chargers have probably have to put up a lot of points versus – Herbert, so I, I think he might blow up this week. So, and he has actually pretty fairly favorable matchups going forward with Kansas City, Atlanta Jets. So, yeah, he might yeah, be absolutely. a little pickup. Yep. But moving on, do you have what do you have for gambling corner? One for tonight and one for this weekend. Okay, so for tonight, um, I like the uh, I like Green Bay. So I, I don't like Green Bay minus seven. It's it's minus seven. And it's over forty eight and a half. I think those numbers are really tough. It's really tough to say Green Bay is going to go in San Francisco and beat them by seven, even with such a uh, an incomplete offense that San Francisco has. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a, take a teaser, and I'm going to take Green Bay minus one, 
and under the 54 and a half. I think that both teams will try to control the clock. Uh, and this will be super low scoring. On top of that, um, like I said, Green Bay's defense is one of the worst in the league. They've been talking about hasty, uh, you know, controlling that backfield. Jarek McKinnon's going to get his work. Jarek McKinnon, everybody thought was going to be the number one here. San Francisco made it a point to tell everybody that's going to be hasty. Jarek McKinnon, you know, I don't think San Francisco for the past three or four years under Shanahan have ran just one running back. Um, they run three at a time, four at a time. So McKinnon over 27 and a half yards uh, for even money. I do have some money on that. That is for tonight. Uh, for the weekend, and I know this is crazy, but uh, you know, I'm I'm a guy that likes his teasers. Uh, so what we're gonna do yep. is we're gonna take uh, the the Colts who are plus one and a half right now. So you move them up to seven and a mm-hmm. half. That means they won't lose at home by more than a touchdown to Baltimore. Yeah. And then go ahead and uh, take Houston, pull them down to one just to beat Jacksonville on the road. Throw a hundred bucks, win a hundred bucks. Easy as pie. Sounds nice. I like it. My two, uh, one for tonight is I actually like San Francisco night. San Francisco tonight. I don't know why, but I've seen Mullins kind of step in and do well sometimes, and Green Bay's defense is terrible. Uh, I think I think he, he might come in and, and surprise Green Bay. And then one for the weekend, I'm taking Tampa Bay over New Orleans and take the over. I think Tampa Bay's going to stomp them, though. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Next, we have our sponsor for this evening, which is Buffalo Wild Wings. Take it away. Buffalo Wild Wings. Come in and get four wings for the price of one. Drink all you want because we don't fucking care. Buffalo Wild Wings. This is where the fun starts. Wow. Uh, Okay, yeah. yeah. Have you been in a while? I haven't due to the pandemic, but, uh, you know, and also, uh, you know, they, they did have a little turnoff for me when they talk shit about the Astros uh, cheating scandal thing. But you know what? Oh, this thing. I had no yeah. idea. Yeah, that was wow. last year. But you know what? That's that's totally okay. Um, because this, uh, this I, I do have a gift card that I have to spend. And, uh, you know, maybe what? maybe I'll – I can't use it anywhere else. So, you know. Understandable. Understandable. Right. Well, is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, no, that's just about it. But, guys, we are in the second half of the season. Things are getting real. People's moves become super important. Um, I know that there's only five teams in the league that don't have 20 moves at this point. And, uh, you know, things are getting real. There's there's going to be a champion at the end of the season, and that uh, process really starts now. So uh, good luck to everybody. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, like I said, this is this is really it. This is getting down to the, top, uh, to, the uh, to the hour, and, like, trade deadline's coming up, so, like, you know, this is going to be your team. So do what yep. you need to do. Two weeks. Uh, actually, the 14th. So, uh, 14th. Okay. I was going to say, I, I might need a reminder. Cause... Yeah. So it's it's the uh, Saturday night uh, before week um, 10. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. All right. Okay. Yeah. So I think that's it, everybody. All the ballots are in and counted. And that's all she wrote, folks. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. Good luck. And God save America. So long, boys. I have a blue house with a blue window. Blue is the color I bought that I wear. Blue are the streets and all the
Hello.